Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It is so good to have you here. I talked about last week maybe diving into some of the analytics and what you may want to be looking for as a creator on YouTube to help grow your channel. So I decided I would get into that. We're getting into the holidays, and I think some of my guests are going to be hit or miss, although I do have a couple people lined up, definitely, that will be on over the next few weeks. So bear with me as we line up more guests. I'm sure it'll be a lot more easier in the new year. And a lot of craziness going on, obviously, with the Child Protection Act, the FTC, and all that. There are a lot of conversations going on. And I'll certainly get more into what is happening in the future shows. Again, I mentioned a little bit of it last week. I've also watched a number of videos from various creators as well as reading up on what is happening with all of the the potential fines, all of the information related to children and in, in videos, you know, for children under 13, the FTC. There's just so much swirling around right now. And I think the best way to put it right now is, look, some people are saying, oh, don't worry about a thing. Well, they're probably wrong. And there are some, their hair is on fire. And they're probably wrong. The reality is, it's important for you to take the time to get the basic information of what is available right now. And when you listen to this podcast, what is available is certainly different than what is available as I share this. And so that's why I have a little trouble getting too deep into this right now. I think it's important that you keep up on what's happening as it relates to your channel. There are going to be changes, but it doesn't necessarily mean the end of YouTube, as many people have put it. There always changes. Nothing stays the same, and that is definitely true in any of the social media or internet or technology. It's always evolving, and we're still, although we're really 10 years into a, a social media world that is part of a good portion of our lives, we're 10 years into this after it really took off. It certainly was around before that, but before it really started becoming mainstream. But yeah, we're still trying to figure out how to navigate this, regulate this. And it's, it is amazing. It seems like it should have been figured out over the 10 years. But again, so much has changed. Some of the regulations that were put into place years ago, they thought, you know, as this internet thing grows, here, this is what we need to do. And it's not working anymore. So the smartest thing you can do is keep yourself informed. Don't panic. YouTube does not want to go anywhere. YouTube still needs creators and YouTube still needs to make money. And there's going to be a balance. And the more I read, the more I listen, the more I realize even the regulators, they understand many of the concerns. They're trying to address the concerns on all sides to the best of their ability. Get involved if you have questions. Start asking questions that may pertain directly to your channel so you are informed about what could happen to your channel specifically. 
Don't take just the average of what everybody has been saying and figuring, oh, it's all going to be okay. You may have some specific things that need to be addressed or some specific items that maybe some people have not thought about nor have addressed that could relate to maybe your niche. So it is important for you to be involved. It is important for you to keep up, but don't panic. Don't put your head in the sand. Just keep informed. I want to talk about YouTube Studio and I realize that this is an audio platform and it's tough to talk about things that are visual in an audio platform. However, this is a situation where you have the opportunity to exercise, listen to the podcast in your car, or maybe doing housework. There are many ways in which you can listen to a podcast and be productive doing other things. I just want to share some ideas Plant some ideas in your head because, look, YouTube Studio is here. It's what you need to use to help grow your channel. It is very helpful. Now, if you have success just throwing videos up there and not understanding what's going on with your analytics, fine. Now, I work with analytics literally on a daily basis. Not all of it YouTube. I use a lot of Google and other analytics for other socials to understand what is going, what what's working and what is not working. That is the main thing. And a lot of times people get confused with all of this data that's being thrown at them. Look, the main thing is to ask questions. What questions do you need answered? That's where you start and don't worry about all the other stuff. Now, maybe down the road, as you dig in further, you may need to know more information, and that's fine. And knowing where to find that information is helpful, so it's good. So number one, I recommend that you just poke around and get into the analytics for your channel. Now, there's channel-level analytics and then individual video analytics. And it's important to understand the overall health of your channel as well as what is working and what is not working as it relates to individual videos. So you want to look at your overall analytics and what you do is go into your YouTube studio, look under your, your profile icon, and then you will click on YouTube studio. And that will lead you to the channel dashboard. And there you will see your latest upload, the information. You'll see the thumbnail there. And below the thumbnail, you'll see some helpful statistics for a quick view. And the, the first one is ranking by views, which tells you how your video, based on that specific period of time, how it's ranking compared to the last 10 videos. Next are three other statistics, which are helpful to give you a general idea of how well your video is doing. And those three statistics, which are listed under rank by views, are views. How many views has your video gotten, your last video gotten? Um, what's the average view duration, which we know is important? And then the overall watch time in hours that that video has created for your channel. And so that's a nice, I, good, good, give you a good sense of what's going on with the video. The, it shows you right next to them with arrows pointing up or down which is letting you know if your video is outperforming or underperforming other videos on average. So if your video is 
negative, meaning it has fewer views than most, it'll say it'll be in red and the arrow will be pointing down. If your average view duration is pointing down, then that means your video is not meeting the average view duration overall for your channel. And the thing is with that, what, what if your average video is about 10 minutes long and your average view duration is five minutes, but you created a two minute video? Obviously, it's going to be in the negative no matter what you do. The people could watch 100% of your video and it's still going to be below average. So it's just so you understand that, this is a quick snapshot of what is happening with your videos. Now from there, you can go to your video analytics to see what is going on with that specific video. Not your channel overall, but that specific video. And there you can see an overview and it'll show you the watch time and also the number of subscribers that you have gained, which is a nice hint. It's nice to take a look and see which of your videos are helping you earn the most number of subscribers. That may be a hint as to which videos you might want to create to help increase your audience size. And you need to also sit back and think about, okay, was that video that earned all those subscribers, was that video related to the audience I'm trying to go after too? That's really important to think about also. Next you have reach. Now under reach, you're going to see your impressions. Impressions are how often YouTube is actually promoting that video to get views. And you want high impressions. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game more than anything. There's been a lot of talk about the number that's next to impressions, which is impression click-through rate. Now here's the thing. You want as high of a click-through rate as possible. But sometimes, well not sometimes, if, if YouTube starts showing that video to more and more people, that click-through rate will probably go down because YouTube is taking a risk in showing your video to audiences that may not be familiar to you. So it is important to understand your impressions through click-through rate. I mean, you want to keep that as high as possible. That's why understanding the topic, understanding the title, understanding the thumbnail are so important because that is all three of those play a huge part in your impressions click-through rate. But you know, I, you like to get a seven or ten or maybe a fifteen percent click-through rate. There are creators that have 15, 20% click-through rates all the time on their videos. Some of my best videos have eight, nine, 10, 12% click-through rate with a lot of traffic. But I, I'm, the video I'm looking at right now has a 1.9% click-through rate. Why is that? Because YouTube took a chance to show this video to a lot more people outside of my normal audience. The issue is though, and I did get more views because of it, but ultimately that slowed down because it was not, it was not meeting the grade that's needed for a more mainstream video or for a wider audience. If your videos are just shown to your specific audience, the people who have recently watched your videos, people who've subscribed or have notifications on, chances are, the impression click-through rate is going to be much higher. And, and when that happens, and there's also 
a really good watch time metric in there. In other words, people are clicking and watching that video. YouTube starts to promote it, starts testing it out. And sometimes YouTube will give you a big test because they think, wow, I, we think we know there's another audience that will really, really appreciate this, but it doesn't make the grade. So you have to remember that. That's going to happen. But it's a good thing. I rather see YouTube trying to push my stuff out there and some of them not make the grade than YouTube never trying to push my st stuff out there. So I rather once in a while have a low impression click-through rate knowing that YouTube tried, but they didn't find the right audience. Maybe down the road they will. And that's when sometimes a video will take off two, three, four, ten weeks later, six months later, because YouTube just happened to find it got enough data and figured out the right audience for that video. And hey, that's what happened. That's the advantage of YouTube compared to other social media. Next to that, we have engagement. It shows your watch time hours as well as your average view duration. And you can also look at your audience retention graph. And the video I'm looking at right now has a 70% audience retention. That's pretty good. And when it drops off at the very end, when people are at the very end, it's a five minute video. At the very end, I have 54% of the people still watching the video. That is really good. So if that click-through rate really held up better, this probably would have had a much better overall win as the opportunity for the video. But obviously the click-through rate went down, uh, but, but hey, overall the average retention still held up with the number of people who watched this video. And you can also click to see more and you can see your likes and dislikes and so forth. But ultimately, we mostly care about the average view duration and that percentage, but not only the percentage, but two, two things that we're looking for in our audience retention. So again, we're under engagement for the individual video. We're going down to audience retention and we see the video starts and there is a graph, there's a line graph, and it starts off at 100% and works its way down. Check out where it is at one minute. And we've had podcasts and discussions about this before. At one minute, this video still has 78.5% of the viewers. Again, this is a five minute, 16 second video. 78% of those viewers are still watching at one minute in. That means we have a lot of committed people. Now, people are still going to drop off and so forth. And then, as I mentioned, at the very end, I still have in the last few seconds before that final drop off where people say, okay, video over, we've gone to something else. I still have 55% of them. That is excellent audience retention. Now that will certainly go down if for some reason the click, you know, YouTube continues to push it out and test new audiences. Some people will not be as interested. So that number will go down, but at least it starts off very, very strong. And with that, when you have 50% of those people at the end, those people, of course, then have the opportunity to click on an end screen and continue to watch the next video that hopefully you've directed them to. The next is, is audience. And this is again under video analytics for the individual video. And it shows you the number of unique viewers, the average views per viewer, and then once again, the number of subscribers. Now there's something that I learned 
at VidSummit that really caught my attention. Uh, average unique viewers, that's helpful because that's different than viewers because some people um, watch a video multiple times, which is the next number. And that number is 1.1, which is not great. You want more people to watch and rewatch your videos, if possible. And one of the things that works really well for Mr. Beast specifically is that he has people watch his videos over and over again. So if you have videos in which people watch over and over again, in other words, that average views, the average views per viewer is higher, definitely higher than one. If it's two on average, that's tremendous. The closer you can get to two on average, if you got to two, that means the average person watches your video twice. That shows a lot of engagement and a lot of interest. And that's when we go to our overall channel. And when we look at that, we go to our channel dashboard again and we click on analytics. And we'll talk about that, that engagement audience. But for my whole channel overall, the, the average number of views, just because we're talking about that topic. So we're on channel analytics and I go over to audience again for the overall channel. And, and just remember, there are little these little clocks, informational clock things that you can get more information. That's what they look like to me, clocks. Um, the average number of views your channel receives per viewer. And, and that's important during this time period. So that means the average person for me comes back 1.3 times. So that, that's, that's helpful to know. But again, for Mr. Beast, it was seven times. The average viewer came back to his channel seven times. That's many times more than my measly 1.3. And having videos that people keep coming back to, that's the key. That's the advantage. He keeps pulling people back in. That high number is so important. And that's, that was an area that I, and I really thought about the importance when that was pointed out. It's like, wow, that, that's tremendous. So just keeping the, the conversation going on that topic, we'll go over it again in a minute. But overall, let's, we're talking about now the channel analytics. We have the overall, we have our views, our overall watch time for the specific period of days. The, the number of days on average is 28 days. And we can see our watch time during that time and the number of subscribers gained during that time. We go a little bit below, and again, we're still under the overview tab for our channel as a whole. We can then see the best videos, what, what the number of views in the last 28 days by your top videos. It's helpful to know this because you it's important to see what is working and what is not on your channel. Because if something starts to pop, starts to get some you know, popularity in general, it's helpful to know that you know maybe if you really want to grow your channel, you might want to take a look and see which of those videos overall on your channel are doing really well. And maybe you should double down. In other words, when you say double down, create more videos similar to the content that is doing really well. It's also helpful to see what's happening in real time. That activity is also there on that overview page. And especially when you are 
working um, when you're just launching a video, that real time activity can be very, very helpful to understand what what may be working or not at the time. Okay, so next we click on in our channel analytics. We take a look at the number of impressions that the channel or your videos as a whole, all of your videos have received, and then your impression click-through rate, and how is that doing? Is it going up or down? The number of views that your videos have received, and then the number of unique viewers that your videos have received on all of your videos in total over the time period you have. And again, that, that default is 28 days. Next is engagement. Again, that gives you your watch time hours. Are you going up or down? The average view duration on your channel, is that going up or down? And hopefully it's going up. You want the average view duration to go up, but sometimes that is skewed because sometimes we have maybe a short video that does really, really well. It gets a lot of views. Well, that's gonna skew that over, that average view duration time. So you have to remember those situations. That's why it's good to compare as you look at your videos, you know, just one at a time and see, see what's happening there. Again, you have your top videos and so forth. Um, you have your top videos by end screen, uh, top playlist, all information that's good to know, things that we can dig deeper into on another show. And maybe we'll do that. This show ha will have a part two to it which really digs into some information, but I, I'm gonna do a little digging today because there's a couple things that I think would be valuable to you to keep you going. And then the next is the audience, as we are talking about before, your unique viewers, your average view uh, views per viewer, how many times people have come back over that 28-day period, and the number of subscribers. Now, what I'm gonna get into for just a moment to really help you out it is important to understand where your viewers are coming from. It's important to understand what is working and what's not and, and why your, certain things are happening with your channel. So when you are on your channel analytics in the overview area, you have underneath the, the first graph, see more. Click on the see more and up pops a, an opportunity to see a whole bunch of information about your videos, your traffic sources, geography, viewer age, some of these things we don't care so much about unless we're trying to understand our audience in general. But it, it's helpful to see because it will show you your average click-through rate for many of these videos. So the first one I have, now these are all my videos over the last 28 days, which include some of my more popular videos. My average click-through rate on the channel that I'm looking at is 4.3%. The video I was talking about earlier that I was giving you the data on is 1.9%. But the next video that does pretty well gets 6%. The other one is 11.8%, 7.6%. So all my best videos, a couple more, 10 10%, 10.3%. There is one that does pretty well with a 3.7%. So the click-through rate really is a good indicator if it's gonna do well, but if people don't watch the video, it's, it's important to understand what, what's happening. Now, something that I think is also important to understand is to understand how your videos are grouped together and, and what is working, what is not. Where are you getting your views from? Now, this channel, it's mostly search. Search is the number one for the channel we're looking at. 
and then also external views, meaning you'll, you'll see that if people are sharing or maybe you have an external blog or maybe you're sharing in social media, you have a big social media following elsewhere and people are coming in or possibly maybe you're being listed in Google. Then you have suggested videos and suggested videos means these are the videos in which YouTube is, is promoting on their own, helping you out. They're not finding you in search. They're not your core audience necessarily, but these are videos that are suggested after somebody watches one video. My impression click-through rate for suggested video is 8.4%. Search is 5.4. Now that's partially because there are different types of videos that are being found in those situations. You have other YouTube features, which I often see when I send out an email. Uh, that's quite often what I'll see. Channel pages, browse features. Browse features are your audience. How well is your audience clicking on your videos? Now, the, the channel that I'm looking at, my browse features, which is like the home screen and so forth, the click-through rate is 2%. Is that good or is that bad? Quite honestly, that's horrible. That's horrible. Why is that horrible? Because these, in theory, are my, my biggest fans, or, or this channel's biggest fans. In theory, these are the people who most likely would click as soon as they saw a video, because they're the ones who most recently and have been the most engaged with my channel. So browse features, you need to make sure. You need to get these this number up and make sure. Satisfy these people, because you have to satisfy these people in most cases before YouTube will send to suggested. And so it's, it's, it's certainly helpful to make sure that that number goes up. Now, remember, there are a number of factors here. Maybe there is, maybe that number in past months has been much higher, but again, the, the data was skewed. The data was skewed because maybe a couple of videos were sent out to a lot of people like that first video that I shared with you. And the impression number was so high that it's messing with the overall number of uh, videos. Again, viewed the click-through rate. It's messing with that because the impressions were so high because YouTube was trying to share my video with a bunch of people who didn't bite. So those kinds of things can happen. So you have to make sure you're looking at where that data could be skewed. And again, that's why it's helpful to look at individual videos. It's helpful to look at the overall health at various time frames of your channel. So if you have 28 days, but you can look at seven days, 90 days, last year, or a custom number, or just by the month. It's helpful to look at variations so you have different points of view along the way. You can also see in screens and playlists and notifications and uh, the playlist page and so forth, uh, video cards and so forth. So, you know, there are many different ways you can see where people are coming from and, and where is your strongest audience coming from? Is it coming from search suggested or browse features or otherwise, you know, maybe you're doing a really good job getting people to come from playlists. It's helpful to know. And it's also helpful to get more and more people to, other videos via playlists, or excuse me, via end screens. And you do that by, as I mentioned before, when I was talking about retention and getting 50% of your viewers all the way through your video. 
the chances are much greater that they would click on that end screen and go to another video. And you can see if you are improving that by looking at the traffic sources and your end screens and seeing if that number is going up over time. Now, one of the things you wanna do under your traffic sources, I like to look at suggested videos specifically because this helps me understand, are, is there a group of videos that YouTube kind of looks at my channel as a partner with, meaning these, these channels kind of work together and if one person likes one channel, they'll probably like the other channel. And so what I'll do is I will hover over each channel and you, you'll see the videos. And once in a while, you'll see one that does not look like yours because that is a video that YouTube, that you received some traffic from and because YouTube showed yours as an up next or another suggestion or so forth. Make note of those channels. Make ch note of what those channels are because that will help you understand where or what type of content you might want to create. Go look at that channel. See what kind of content that channel is creating. Are there some very popular videos on that channel that maybe you could create too with your own point of view or your own presentation style? Because YouTube is already saying that they're willing to show your work on that channel. And and maybe that audience will more of that audience will come over to you. And so that is one way to go about it. Understand the cluster of channels that YouTube considers to be connected to your channel. Now, sometimes it really is video specific. Maybe you have a unique video on a unique topic and they have a similar unique video on unique topic. But you can look at your overall year 365 days and maybe get the overall view of how YouTube is promoting your videos on other channels and for what, and again, give you an idea of maybe other types of content that you could create for a similar audience. It's a good way to go. It's very helpful. And we'll, we'll dig more into this in the future with future dives into YouTube Studio. And as they release more of the features that are coming along and opportunities, again, I understand this is a podcast and it's tough, but you know, I, I often enjoy listening to podcasts that are just kind of putting new ideas. Hopefully there are little nuggets in there that you can take, even if you are familiar with YouTube Studio, maybe there's some nuggets there that you can use to help grow your channel. Hopefully there are a number of them. And even better, if, if you have a specific question, something you want me to explain a little bit deeper, because I, again, I do this on a daily basis, whether it's with YouTube or other types of analytics. I read this stuff all the time, and maybe you're not sure how to approach something, because there, there's some topics here, such as putting together groups that can be very powerful. There, there's so many deeper dives within the surface of what I just shared with you that can help you. But really right now, just the surface is what you need to understand. You need to understand that click-through rate. You under, need to understand how long people are staying on your videos and where they're dropping off and maybe trying to figure out how you can improve all of that. And giving you an idea of what is good and what works on this platform, that is very helpful. Now, one thing I can assure you, 
you can understand all of the analytics and still completely fail at YouTube. And you can go through YouTube life and never even look at the analytics and be a great success. The analytics are very helpful to help guide you along the way. Analytics won't necessarily make you a better YouTuber, although they can because they can show you the areas you need to fix. Ultimately, it's still about the great videos that you put up there and the reaction that the audience has. If you have questions about YouTube Studio, head on, head on over to the tubeblog.com and there you can comment on this podcast specifically and I'll see your comments and I'll be happy to dive in to them as we get into different areas of Studio Beta in between our interviews with YouTube educators and successful YouTubers who are doing it right and who are showing us the way so we can take their little nuggets of knowledge to help us in the process of developing our YouTube channels. Hey, if you haven't already, please head on over to iTunes or your favorite location to listen to podcasts and let other people know about the Tube Labs podcast. We're here to support you, and that is one way you can support me and your, your community, letting them know that there is a supportive show out there to help budding YouTubers or veteran YouTubers grow their channels. We'll talk to you next week. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.